I wasn't really that hungry, so I went to McDonald's and just got a kid's meal. Yeah, his mother wasn't that thrilled about it either. Episode 44, The Heat Is On. And or, Newbies and Wheeling. And or, Spread the Love. Hello and welcome to the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki G. I'm here to inform, delight, entertain, and talk about all things off-road for the next 10 minutes or so. (sighs) Say that in a mouthful. Why 10 minutes? Well, that's about how long it's going to take me to finish this pack of nabs I'm working on. If you don't know what nabs are, they're peanut butter crackers. All right, welcome to the show, and as always, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for hosting this podcast. If you want to make a podcast on your own, try Anchor. They're absolutely 100% positively free, and they'll help you distribute this. And, man, I messed that up, so just get Anchor. You can catch the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast on Spotify, which is Anchor hosts it on Spotify for me, Google Play, and Apple iPod, which I don't do anything. I record this and I upload it and Anchor takes care of everything. That's Anchor. And you know, they don't really pay me to say that. I'm just very excited that uh, Anchor is providing a good service. And I, I think they run an ad on my podcast. You know, I really should listen to this podcast, but you know, I record it. I edit it because I got to take out all my little stutters and my amas. I say about 24 amas an episode. Um, uh, yep, that's what it is. You listen to the Podbean on whatever thing you're listening to on it now. It's on Google Play, Apple iPod, Spotify, YouTube, but it's not on iHeartRadio or Pandora. 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 Those bastards just won't play this thing for some reason you can follow the 10 minute off-road podcast kind of sort of really not into the social media thing but i'm trying i'm an old guy you know i I need to hire a teenage kid to do my social media accounts for me but you can follow us on the gram twitter youtube and facebook and never on tiktok if you see me on tiktok you know somebody's hacked my account i shouldn't say mine i should say the podcast account because it's not really my podcast it's our podcast you can get a hold of the 10 minute off-road podcast via email at one zero minute offroad at gmail.com or you can leave a message or a comment on any one of our fine videos or you can comment on facebook and instagram and twitter and all that stuff but never on tiktok don't even try to message me on tiktok you can also send out smoke singles, holographics. Yeah, I'm working on saying that. You could even send us a telegram. Can you even do that anymore? I'm not sure. Skywriting's acceptable. You could even write out a message to me in, the, in your alphabet soup. I'm sure I'll get it. And if you're really inclined to, you can leave a review on whichever format you're listening to this on. But it'd be Apple Podcast or Google Play or YouTube or and you leave a review on Facebook. Anyhow, if you got something to say, say it to me. Uh, I appreciate the interaction. If you don't have something to say, say it anyhow. Just say anything, which was a good John Cusack movie. All right, so diving right into this thing head first, 
I want to talk about heat soak and overheating. I've got a Jeep Cherokee, which is well known for running hot and overheating. And I got to say, I've had a little bit of a problem with overheating on the trail. And I've talked about it a thousand times before. You guys are probably getting tired of hearing it. But I have my overheating problem solved. I went wheeling in August, very hot day. Started to wheel with the air conditioning on because, yeah, I'm at that stage in my life where <laughs> comfort is everything. But wheeling with the air conditioning on, the Jeep started to get a little warm, shut off the air conditioning, turned on my uh, auxiliary fan full time. Temperature stayed awesomely right at 210. Couldn't have been happier. And it was a little warm without the air conditioning, but... It, I've had to run the heat in the summertime to get the temp to get the engine temperatures down. So uh, I've, it's all solved. And what's my secret? I've got a stock cooling system. I flush twice a year, replace the thermostat twice a year, make sure everything's running, keep the fins of the radiator clean. I have my auxiliary fan. That's the electric fan on the Cherokee. Not the fan, not the one operated by the mechanical fan clutch with the fan belt. Auxiliary fan wired to a relay to a switch that it operates normally, but then when I activate the switch, it runs full time. That seems to be the trick. Whenever the engine starts to run a little warm, flip that switch, it comes right back down. However, I'm still battling heat soak. I drive down the road. My Jeep operates in the fine and normal 100% of the time. Nary a problem. I take it on the trail. I drive it. It gets a little warm under the hood because of the low airflow. Halfway through the day or three-fourths of the way through the day, the Jeep sputters and stalls. Hard startups. Classic indication of heat soak. What I've tried so far, hood vents helped a little bit. A heat shield helped a little bit. Heat wrap the injectors helped a little bit. New injectors with four holes instead of the one. I didn't notice a difference in the heat soak that much, but I, it's, it was bound to help just a little bit. A friend of mine has a Cherokee. His runs awesomely perfect. He runs his air conditioning through the trails all the time. Uh, he never has a problem with his Jeep. Recently, he encountered heat soak. And what he did to uh, correct the situation, right away he went to the fuel rail. Realized it was a fuel delivery problem. Pressure gauge. Let him know that his Jeep wasn't holding pressure, didn't have enough fuel pressure. Changed his fuel pump. Heat soak went away. And his theory behind that is low pressure is low fuel in the fuel rail, the fuel the fuel vaporizes easier because it's less fuel in there. It made sense when he said it. He applied the practicals to it and solved it. Got me thinking, that's the last puzzle to the fuel delivery system that I have. Now, before you say fuel filter, yeah, I replaced my fuel filter a couple of times to no avail. Uh, you could say pressure regulator, but on the 96th, pressure regulator 
is on the fuel pump. From what I could understand and find out that before 95, they were on the, they were on the fuel rail or up to 1995. The pressure regulator was on the fuel rail. 96, it's on the fuel pump. When I mean on the fuel pump, I mean in the tank. 97 and up, the pressure regulator is on the outside of the tank, right on top of the uh, fuel pump, I think. I haven't checked one, but the pictures I've seen made it look like that. So you can get a fuel sending unit from 89 to 95 relatively cheap. You can get a fuel sending unit from 97 to 2001 relatively cheap. Trying to find the golden goose one of a one year run of an XJ sending unit has been almost impossible. Like find one on Rock Auto. It's a little pricier than the other fuel pumps, but I'm going to get it, install it and, and see what it does. It, it couldn't hurt. Now on 96 and down, you don't have to take the tank down to access the fuel pump because the fuel pump's in on the side. But I'm going to drop the tank and I've got a few other little issues I want to check out. Like I want to uh, undercoat above where the tank is. I'm sure that hasn't been touched in years. I want to make sure all the mud and dirt and crud is out of there. I have a, a check valve on my filler tank I think is stuck because I could fill my Jeep up to three-fourths full and then I got to creep it full the rest of the quarter of the tank. So I'm going to uh, address a bunch of issues, but I'll, I'll let you guys know if that solves my heat soak. It has to. It's like I said, the pump and the regulator are the last two pieces of the puzzle. If that doesn't do it, then I'm going to have to go look at electrical components. Crank position sensor could act up funny when the engine's hot. I doubt it. That's my problem. All right, switching gears into... Uh, Newbie wheeling and sharing our hobby. Uh, I went wheeling with some friends just last week, which is probably going to be about two months ago from the time you hear this. We went wheeling in August, and I think this will probably air in September sometime. But I went out with some friends, and I have I have a friend who uh, hasn't really officially been wheeling, but he's building a, he's building a rig. And he's taking his time doing it right. You got to hurry up, man. It's we got, we got a lot of trails to hit. But he, he tags along with me and he enjoys going out. And, and uh, he's a hell of a spotter. He's a designated spotter. But the problem with wheeling all the time, especially in a small group that moves at a pretty good clip, I don't get to film too much. And I wanted to film some. So I was... Debating what to do, how, how to get some good shots and some good video. When we got to the trail and I realized I didn't have my GoPro mount for the back of uh, the Jeep where I usually just put a GoPro facing everybody behind me, which is kind of a lazy shot to, to do. But, you know, it's it produces some good videos. I'm, so I made a last minute decision right at the trailhead that I'm going to let, I don't want to say his name, but I'm going to let the passenger... My friend who who loves to wants to wheel, loves to wheel, and just hasn't really have too much experience in it yet. I said, "All right, you drive. I'll ride shotgun. I'll spot. I'll jump out, and then this way I could hey pull up here, 
let me out and I could take a video of everybody coming through and then jump back in and go. And I got to tell you, it, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time doing, doing that. And, uh, I should have prepared for a little bit more. I could have got some better shots, but everything was like on the fly off the cuff. And I had a good time and he had a good time. Uh, every time I looked over at him, he had a grin from ear to ear. He was giggling a lot and he even went wee one time, <laughs> which, made, which made me laugh. Well, he did it more than once, but I caught it on film once. So that circles around back around to, uh, sharing the hobby. Bring somebody out with you and let them drive your vehicle. It's, it's, it's kind of refreshing. Now, don't go to Moab or some black diamond trails and throw somebody who doesn't know what they're doing behind the wheel or I shouldn't say know what they're doing, but with little, very little experience behind the wheel because the ass puckering factor. I'm going on some really challenging trails when they're not ready for it is not fun for them and it's not fun for you and it's, Puts everybody in a bad position. But go out on some easy and moderate trails. Let them drive. Even if they just go over a couple of obstacles. That I think that really cemented in the off-roading bug to this guy. I, he, he's, really, he's been bitten hard by the, by the off-road bug. Letting him drive, that kind of set the infection in. He's hooked. He's, there's no way around it. I've got a new wheeling buddy now. All right, I'd like to say that's about all the time I have, but let's face it, 10 minutes. I've got more, I've got plenty of time more than 10 minutes, especially for you, my favorite listener. I stole that bit from somebody. I'm not going to tell you who. All right, so thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I mean it to both of you. Until next time, this is Nikki G saying, wheel what you got and be happy.